on this episode of Three Bros Sports Podcast, a podcast of three college students who could just talk about sports forever. We're going over. We got Adam Rank, NFL Network. He's coming on with us to talk about literally everything. It's not just about certain fancy players, which we do cover. It's about cell phone carriers and keeping your phone numbers. Like, there's a lot to go over. You guys are going to stay entertained. Also, me and Brad are going to tackle over what teams we think are actual contenders in the NBA. Much more, but you're going to want to stay tuned. We got some breaking news for you guys. Possibly some podcastic news. You're going to want to stay tuned for what we got. But first, hey there, this is Matt Schneiman. I cover the Packers for the Athletic, and you're listening to Three Bros Sports. But first, shut up and sit down. Welcome back to another Three Bros Sports podcast, a podcast of three college students who could just talk about sports forever. I'm Connor. I am Christian. And that's a name that I haven't used yet, surprisingly enough, considering the goat Christian Ponder, you know? I, I got his I got his jersey. You know, I've been repping it lately. I'm just surprised I haven't used this name yet. Oh my goodness. Oh my. And as you can tell right now, it is just us two today. Uh the animals at Petco Incorporated uh we're calling Calvin to go back in for another shift. So it's just us two oh, and guys, you better just stay tuned. I know I know it 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 hurts when we don't have all three together, but we have a special guest for you really soon. All right. It really hurt him. Yeah, it really hurts him and, and the animals too. <laughs> there, there's a reason why they're they, they called him back, but there's been a lot going on especially with the nba now as we've gotten full swing into the final eight game season we're almost at the halfway point and games are getting intense right now brett or christian sorry please please well, forgive me. You know, yeah, yeah, you'll me. figure it out at some <laughs> point I, I end up calling you the wrong name at once every time but when we're looking at these contenders right now like we already had our set in stone oh you have the lakers you have the bucks you have um the clippers a lot of these teams maybe haven't been looking completely up to par so far. And now I know you're, you're breaking the dust off. And when we're looking at a team like the Bucks, like as of last night, they just lost to the Nets. Would you like to explain um, who's on the Nets right now? Uh, a whole lot of nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Temple. Tyler uh, Johnson, you know, good for him. Timothy you know. Luabu Cabarro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they still had... Uh, Jared Allen, I believe. Uh, I don't think he was playing last night, but, you know, they beat the Bucks. And, you know, I, I know a lot of you are saying, yeah, yeah, Brooke Lopez, he wasn't playing. Giannis was rested the entire yeah, second Giannis half. Giannis and Chris Middleton both, uh, both rested the second half. But, but the Nets, you know, they're playing a lot better than a lot of people were giving them credit for. Everyone was saying, you know, this is a team full of G-leaguers. They're not going to do anything. They're going to get blown out every night. But every but Nets game I've watched, they've looked somewhat competent. That's not what. That's not the first time they've heard that, though. I mean, we look back to last year when they had D'Angelo Russell. That was basically the only real star player they had. I mean, Karis LeVert kind of jumped out the scene. Spencer Dinwiddie was a nobody a few years ago. Like, that entire team was just misfits. And this year when the expectations were so high, they couldn't go to it. But once they go back down to, like, Okay, now we got a bunch of guys who are just scrappy. All right, let's just see what we can do. Then, then they start showing the signs of, of success. I mean, we even had our Devin Booker game winner. I guess he read my recent article that uh, just came out. If he is the biggest uh, star or if he's most overrated or underrated of them all. But when we're looking at this now, when it comes to contenders, because this is different than any other year in sports history. It really is. You can make the argument that 10 different teams are ready to make a, cha- a run for those finals. I could throw Denver in there. I could. I'm not going to throw Utah. They've looked very <laughs> off so far. Yeah. I can't. There's just a lot of teams in general. I could throw Miami into the mix now. And we talked about them very early on when the beginning of our podcast, like way, way back about Miami success. There's a lot of upside with this, with the NBA right now. When we're looking at contenders, where are you looking now? Minnesota does not count. Okay. <laughs> they did not make yeah, the bubble. Minnesota. You Sacramento know. does not count. They are playing like a five-year-old piece of turd. Hey, give your team a little bit of credit here. What? 0-3? De'Aaron Fox <laughs> is literally the only person that showed up? <laughs> and what credit am I supposed to give them? At least, at least you can watch them play. I mean... I don't want to watch them play. Hey, you hey, see their defense? I, I usually don't want to watch the Timberwolves play either, but certainly... Yeah, but at least you made the playoffs like a couple years ago. Thanks. I'm... It, that, I'm almost as old as the drought. The, that was thanks to Jimmy Butler, and that was very sour because he was basically just, you know, bullying Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins the whole time. But you made it. Okay. All Timberwolves <laughs> aside, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell are watching the games just like the rest of us from our couch. 
but I, I could go on about that, but I won't. But a few team, a couple teams that you know you haven't mentioned that I that I think could be contenders. You know, not so surprisingly, but the Raptors have looked pretty good. You know, Kyle Lowry, he's playing I really agree. good basketball. Um, I I know people are very excited about for whatever reason for the Sixers and Shake Milton, but I mean they're oh like Shake God. Milton. Did you see that three pointer? They won the game. They're playing against the Spurs. Okay, they let the Spurs score 130 points on them. <laughs> so the Spurs, you know, arguably don't really de deserve to be in this bubble, you know? But all that aside, I like the Raptors and another team that, you know, is looking pretty good, the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball and Zion oh, Williamson. They me. are okay. a great combination, did, man. Did we see that game against the Clippers? Did we, did we watch the same game, Clippers-Pelicans? I mean, did we? I didn't watch it. No, <laughs> I, I was watching that at work. And let me tell you this. I, I was not as convinced with those Pelicans. I, I just can't buy into the youth hype. I can't, but I like the Raptors. I mean, when we're looking at it, second in defensive rating in, in the NBA, 14th in offensive rating. And when we're looking at that team, oh, you just lost Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet. Like, yeah, maybe not the world's greatest options, but defense wins championships. And that's what got the Raptors okay. to be able to pull it off in the finals last year. I'm loving the Raptors. I will buy in on the hype that they can overcome the Bucks. I mean, they have, like, you know, teams have certain motivations as to why they want to play better than the rest. And, I mean, I, I'm sure that the Raptors are trying to prove that it wasn't just... Kawhi Leonard that got them that well yeah and, I mean year. this year you even add on more perimeter scoring I mean they're seventh in attempts fourth in percentages us uh, like even on the defensive side of things they're second in steals like every statistical category here there is only one category where they rank worse out of like not in the top 15 and anything that's actually meaningful and that's offensive rebounds they're 25th but they're ninth in uh defensive rebounds 12th in total rebounds per game like Everything that they are doing statistically has been amazing. Their on-court presence, it looks like that they haven't even stopped playing with each other. Like, and even in Canada, where sports are not allowed, as we have a, a dumb fly in here, I'm sure we're both trying to shoo away. This is my <laughs> broadcasting coming out of me. And the fly is coming through the 40, the 30, the 20, and we're trying to swat it away, and he's it's out of bounds. He's eggs. No. <laughs> no, but the Raptors have just done everything right. I love watching this Raptors team play. I would love to see them, you know, get back there and do it again. Let, let's... Let's see if they can do it twice in a row, Connor. But another team that we might be eating our words on, because I know on a past podcast we were talking about teams that could possibly, you know, if it wasn't Memphis getting that last seed, who is it going to be? Portland Trailblazers. Oh, man. Yep. Me and Aaron Fentress, we got to bite our words on this one. Uh, and, 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 of course, you know, it's always Calvin with these predictions that come out of nowhere and just end up being correct. I mean, they made the Houston Rockets look pretty incompetent last night. Uh, what are we talking about? I know on Calvin's article, he said uh, the Pelicans oh, will we were talking about, he was the only one of us that said he liked the Trailblazers going into the bubble. Me and you were like, oh, well, yes, I thought you meant the article. Yeah, no, I'm talking about a past podcast. We were, gotcha, we were gotcha. kind of on the fence about Portland, but he, he was the one who said, you know, if it's not Memphis, it's going to be the Trailblazers. They, they're looking pretty good with Nurkic coming back. Don't and, we make uh, the argument the Spurs are in this conversation, too. The Spurs have looked really good. I, I don't know, man. I just. I, I can't I can't put money on the Spurs. I, you know, I'm I'm a Timberwolves fan though. What do I know? You know, clearly I don't make good decisions. I'm a, I'm a Kings fan. I, I don't make good decisions <laughs> either. I've been stuck as an Angel fan. Uh me and our next guest who comes on soon. Well, well I, I don't think we talked about that at the time, but uh Wait. we both know uh, as Angel fans, it's at the very great. least we're loyal. Yeah, loyalty over everything. All right. <laughs> now, DeMarcus Cousins, you can knock it off what you're doing on social media, okay? Uh, remember about the loyalty. The fans were loyal to you, not the organization, all right? So stop trying to throw us under the bus here. We're I'm getting tired of that, but Look, I, this is going to be a little bit of a short segment here because we have w one of the greatest interviews that we could have ever landed, and this is a big shout-out to the mixed tag. But before we get into that, I do have a little bit of news. Now, I, I've talked about on previous podcasts about uh, some big news coming around. I, I've been going over that over and over. Is it and time people, to drop the news? Connor? It is time to drop the news. Three Bros Sports, mixed tag, Sounds good with Tarek Ansari. We have all now formed into a podcast network. Now, it's not just any podcast network. It's a podcastic network. Wait, that is the name we're going Should I press with. one of these buttons? Of course. Let's see what we got. Thank you. Thank you. I know. And I, I picked know. the right one. Please, please, thank you. We get it. We get it. We get it. 
It's okay. <laughs> all right, guys. You don't have to keep giving a round of applause, all right? We get it. No, knock it off. I told you. Stop it. I'm Stop just glad it. it was one of the correct buttons out of the eight. It could have been like crying noise. I, I, know, I know. I know one of them is the wah, wah, wah one. I was like, we're not doing that one. But I, thank you for picking the right one. I just uh, went with my Christian. gut. <laughs> yes. Your gut was the right one instead of being a Timberwolves fan. But we are forming a podcast network. It's called Podcastic Network. Now, the difference of it, we, we see a lot of networks out there that are just on sports. But look, our, our podcast is going to be on there. We still have sports, but we're going into all other facets. We're going to have news podcasts. We're still working on those. We have a music podcast. Sounds good with Tark and Sorry. Now, you guys have heard that name before. Interviewing local bands, doing album reviews. You get the full mix of everything. This isn't just for sports. This is your one stop for everything. All of our writers will be transferring over to this network. This is where everything will be done. ThreeRoadSports.com may stay up. We're still talking about the future of that site. All the articles will be moved over. We have the podcasts all linked up on there. You guys are going to want to stay tuned. We're in talks of even adding on some daily fantasy podcasts as well. We know that there's a big fantasy market out there. The we possibilities got, are endless, Billy. I know. Billy, Timmy, Sally, <laughs> Dan, come on. We got it all, even for all the Keiths out there as well. We'll, we'll even throw the Keiths, the Jared. Well, we got we to give a shout out to, to Keith White and Jared and yeah, of Mixed course. Tag, you know. Uh, and sounds good with Tark and Sorry. Yeah. We're in talks with the alternate more. bro. Yeah, the alternate bro that we don't ever uh, bring up. <laughs> it was supposed to have been four bros, if anybody ever kn knew this. This is a fun fact. We originally were going to do four bros podcast. It wasn't three, it was going to be four. We got Jared back. Yeah, we got Jared back in, in a sense. And we got a lot coming up with this network. Now, we d the launch date is going to be in September. We've still been working out a couple kinks when it comes to getting a couple uh, extra things out the way, make sure we got everything running. Make it look be nice for because you. Because 3brosports.com, let's be honest, it didn't look too pretty when it first came out. Okay. I'll take responsibility for that. I Like I say in our intro, uh, I'm somebody who doesn't know how to use technology or how to use computers. Uh, so sign up for Anchor. No, no, I'm kidding. No, we're not going to that. <laughs> but... This Wait, is going to be... We had a new new intro today. Oh, yeah, you're right. We so, did. So in the past, you know, listen to the the past 33 episodes. You'll hear that Connor yes. does not know how to use computers. Yes, but now now I do because I've been working on this website day in and day out, working 35 hours a week. Uh, I, I'm throwing everything out on here right now. He's been practicing, This people. This is going to be a sleek, modern website that is easy to use for everybody, okay? Can, so, dare I say podcastic? It is going to be podcastic. You're going to meet our podcastic lineup of amazing writers, amazing podcast for you to check out. You guys are going to love it. All right. I promise you that we got our Twitter. It's podcastic net. Now I'd love to do podcastic network, but there's a 15 character uh, limit on that. So that was a problem in itself, but I wanted to throw out that Woj bomb. Boom. We're going to have to find a new word, like a, like a Berg bomb. <laughs> Berg bomb coming in, <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> but guys, now I, I did want to at least bring out that breaking news. And this is all thanks to you guys and the amount of support that you've given us throughout this of where we feel comfortable making this decision. Now, this is something we talked about since March, but now it's time to really build things into fruition. We got live sports back. This is where entertainment comes up. People, all right. I think this one, you deserve this one, people. Thank you. Billy, Billy, stop it. You don't have to take your shirt off in celebration. Billy, can, can you put the shirt back on, all right? <laughs> Dan, can, can you tame your boy over there? Gosh. But, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little too random. Uh, but I just want to get that out of the way. Now, we got a special guest. Now, this, it, this is one of the greatest guests that we could have ever had come on for our fantasy football community. The one and only Adam Rank from NFL Network and NFL.com. He's going to come on with us, and we're talking a lot about everything and also some fantasy football as well. And just, just, just some in the end. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, before we continue, I got to let you know about our special, special sponsor today. Now, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this upcoming season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props, doing the over-unders on everything. They eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in each respective sport. Basically, in the NBA, NFL, you're choosing 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build up your lineup. The more riskier a selection is, the more points you can be able to get. Now, you rack up the most points in total to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive is a 
awarded over $1.3 million. I don't even know what I could do with $1.3 million since launching in 2018. Now, look, here's where things get fun. You can use our promo code 3BSports when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And we are back. Three Bros Sports. We are still here. Minus one of the bros. We don't have Calvin with us right now. But we got a special Special guest. Now, I know 3 Bros Sports has been building up our brand, 3brosports.com, with all of our newest writers coming on, especially in the fantasy realm. And, and guys, I, I got a special treat for you today, okay? I, I, I know it's a Wednesday, it's hump day, where it'll probably go up on Thursday, so it's even an extra special treat for you. I got the one and only from NFL Network, Mr. Adam Frank. Adam, how you doing today? Well, I'm doing really great. Thank you so much. I honestly, I appreciate being on. Although I, I have to say, that. like only two of the bros, like it doesn't, it doesn't build it up as a special event <laughs> if one of the bros is checking out. Like, oh, who's coming on the show today? Rank? I'm out. Like, am I, am I insulted? Like, am I not a big enough draw that that guy couldn't move heaven and earth to try to do this thing? Well, you know, the the animals at Petco, you know, they, they called Calvin. They needed him today. So, they're, unfortunately, they're he wasn't here to, to grace you with his presence. They're on protest. All right, all right. I think, well, Wait, so how many California? Are you guys California guys? So, I, I'm from California. I'm from Sacramento, born and raised uh, until last year. I, I, I moved out to Delaware, and, and that's where we've all started Three Row Sports. It, it all came up kind of out of nowhere in, in the end of things but yeah that's why when you're looking at the numbers like i got a lot of people asking me out here oh man this this area code it's, you're from california i'm like yeah long story and i have to go through the whole brief <laughs> description of why the hell did you move to delaware it's it's it's, it's a long enough story in itself <laughs> but i could go on it's and on crazy. i know i know but, it cool is. Now, but no, i was gonna say like people get to keep their phone numbers now like when i was, like, when I was in college Way back in the day, not to sound like your dad or whatever. <laughs> like every semester, I had to have a new phone number. And people are like, what's your number? You're like, is it 6 I'm like, no, 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 that was three semesters ago. <laughs> I was living in the land, whatever. And so now, like, everybody gets to keep their number. And you don't know when somebody is calling, and obviously you have a Sacramento prefix or anything like that. It's like, ah, you get to keep it now. That's kind of cool. That being said, my sister changes her number like every year. I, I know. She's older. Than, she's older than me. And so when we when they grew up, I got the tail end of my dad's Navy career, but my two older sisters have the brunt of it. So I think it's just natural to them to have to change their phone number every year. Yeah, I mean, well, like. It seemed very weird because this number's been like handed down forever and ever, and then they still have it when I even switch carriers. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is weird." Now I, I know we have a lot of listeners who are like, "Okay, if I wanted to talk about Verizon and phone that's numbers, true, true. I, I could go that. to the phone number by Joe and Smo over there's podcast." And no, we're not going to lose you, Billy and Timmy. Okay, you're going to stick over here at Three Bro Sports, whether you like it or not. Okay, <laughs> I'm forcing you. <laughs> so, like, th there's there's just so much to even go around, and now just. For you, you have the dream job of it all. You get to talk yeah. about fantasy football, something that has almost now become bigger than the NFL itself for NFL Network of all companies, the NFL. How did, how did you get this amazing job that only anybody could just dream of? It is pretty remarkable and I remember we were in New York a number of years ago for an NFL fantasy draft league spectacular. And we were coming out and we were doing a show and there was, I won't say the Hall of Famer who was in the van with us. But we pulled up like four different vans and Matt Lenny Smith and I were in a van with this NFL Hall of Famer. And he was sitting there like, hey, you know, I'm going to let you two guys go out because, you know, the fans, whatever. And we're like, okay, cool. And so Money walks out, huge pop. I walk out, huge pop. NFL Hall of Famer walks out. People are like, okay. Like, did that guy play? Who is this person? Like, it was, it was crazy because all these, you know, millennial kids didn't remember this great NFL player, but they're all into fantasy football. And it, like you said, man, it's huge. 
and people really enjoy it, and I love it, and it's, it's something that everybody can enjoy. And really, for me, growing up, I love sport. I love comedy. And so I figured if I, I was – I had to do something in one of those fields. And I will give you the abridged version because I went to Cal State Fullerton at the behest of my parents. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot, you know, see what's going on. They wanted me to go to school. I was kind of like over it. I'm like, I'll see if I can walk onto the baseball team. Definitely not good. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, was a, I was an okay high school baseball player, baseball player, excuse me, basketball, yeah. I was it. I was all right, you know, but you're like, geez, Louise, these guys were incredible. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, do comedy. I kind of like, whatever. I signed up as a business major. I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. Just came through these four years. I'm going to go do open mics and do whatever and try out for Saturday Night Live. But one of my friend's parents, who was an educator, she's retired now, during one of our breaks, I was talking to her and I was lamenting that business classes were terrible, like economics class, like whatever. I was lost. I didn't dig it. And she's like, why don't you go out for journalism or something like that? And I, listen, as a new, as the only person in my family who has graduated from a four year university, anniversary, four year university. There we go. First aid, university, whatever. I'm the only one who went to college. And so I didn't know. And I'm like, wait, you can, you can major? And like journalism, like you could major in being on television. This is this is crazy to me. And my parents were like, "Wait, what is happening?" Like they weren't really sold on the idea. I think they both wanted me to go out and get a job where I was going to wear a white dress shirt with a you know a, a nice tie, naturally, and work in an office cubicle nine to five, live in the suburbs, and do whatever. Yuck. So it took a little. I I, I was going to say it, it took a little campaigning, but ultimately I just changed my major. They didn't. They didn't, understand, they didn't understand what was going on. But yeah, and then I started interning with the NFL and did that for three years. And then finally, the last year, I didn't have school to go back to. So I was at a tavern in Newport Beach, a bar by the name of Cassidy's. And I'm like, you know what? I told my friend, I go, I'm going to show up tomorrow and see what happens. Because it was a paid internship, and they didn't give me my final walking papers like they had done the previous two summers. And my supervisor was out of town. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go for it. So I was there a couple of weeks. My supervisor returns, and he was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm working on this, this trading card set. Peterson's got me on this thing. Like it's, uh, I'm doing some research. I'm looking up stats. I'm looking up quotes. And he just kind of shrugged and was like, okay. And then a couple of months later, he just shows up in my office. I had a little like, closet-sized office. And like literally, like if I would have held my hands, like if I would have had pencils in my hands and like held them out, I could have drawn on the wall, but like, that's how small it was. And so he, he just had a little yellow puzzle there, and he's like, yeah, we're just going to hire you. And I'm like, okay. All right, sweet. <laughs> so I feel like it, it is something where, I don't know if it's like always sunny in Philadelphia, if it's like a Charlie scheme, if it's a Creed Brat. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it belongs to those lines. And so, you know, I worked there, you know, we, I worked for the publishing department, that went out, they closed that down at some point because nobody reads magazines anymore. Aw. Or reads written, so. <laughs> Not you guys, no, you keep writing. It's, you know, it's a very important skill. But eventually, you know, I landed with the NFL Network, and they were bringing NFL.com in-house because it had been with Sportsline for a while. And I started working there, and I was on the desk, like, doing AP stories. And then they were like, you know, I wanted to write more, and my boss had made a made a um, made a deal with me. He's like, "Look, he's like, you've got to do all the editing for the fantasy site. Like, there, you had another writer there who was doing all of it. Like, if you edit that guy's copy, then you can write your own stuff, and you know, and do what you got to do." I said, "Okay, that sounds cool. So I'll do it." And then we started. They started doing. All the card videos, like on demand videos around 2000. I know this is the longest story ever. And I apologize. No, you're good. I, we're entertained. You're fine. <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting, so they're sitting there, and like, you know, when you do these all the card videos, like with one person, it's not, you want two people to like banter and do other things. And they're like, Rank, you know, you, you just stand up, like, do you mind, like, sitting in with these? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. So we started doing it. And then, you know, people, you know, they started to recognize that there was an appetite for fantasy sports. And so 
this guy named Tom Brady, and not that Tom Brady, but he actually had an NFL <laughs> boss at the time named Tom Brady. He actually played receiver at Duke University way back in the day. So he decided he was going to start a fantasy football show. And so it was a one-day-a-week, Sunday mornings, NFL Fantasy Live. It was 2009, 2010, right around that time. And it was Michelle Beisner was the host, and Michael Fabiano, oh, Dave wow. Damashek, and me. And I was like the little side, like I was on the side set. I was the, like, if you ever watch Saturday Night Live, they'll be like, and featuring Pete Davidson. And then eventually that guy becomes a full-blown cast member. So, and it's weird, too, because, like, you know, with everything that's going on now, and I'm sure everybody saw the announcement that Fabiano was now leaving for Sports Illustrated. I'm like, oh, I'm the only one. I'm like, I'm Horatio Sands or whomever. I survived, or I'm still here doing doing whatever. So it has been a, a roller coaster, and it's been amazing. And, again, just watching fantasy sports, you know, it's recently – I know it seems like it seems weird to say it. recently it's 2007 because that seems like a long like shoot January seems like a long time ago. But I know you know there was a there was there was a time where we had to go in we had to convince people like hey fantasy is a huge deal like people love fantasy and then nobody believes it or they don't want to like you know they don't get it or whatever and even to this day too because I'll have people who are either former players or even reporters. Who work for the NFL Network? They'll look at my like, Twitter feed or whatever, and they're like, "How do, how do so many people follow you?" And you're like, "People just like fantasy, like like anybody who's like into fantasy would end up getting this." Like that's all you're gonna do. Like I told this person, I don't want to give away. Not I'm like, I told this person, I said, "Start answering fantasy questions. You'll get like millions of followers. Like people love that stuff." And so I am very fortunate, and I got to tell you guys right now that. And I want everybody to know that I appreciate it every day. I do not take it for granted. I never look at, I, I understand that the worst day of my job is better than a lot of people's best days at their job. So I know that, you know, people, you know, they ask us to, to spend a lot of time, especially during the season doing this. But I realize that I'm very fortunate. So I want to, I want to assure everybody that I do not take it for granted. And I am so appreciative of it. And I know a lot of people would love to have this gig. I am happy to help them along the way, anything I can do. So I dig it. I love it. And I, again, I appreciate it. And that's why I like taking time with a gentleman like you, Connor. And uh, just kind of, you know, just talking about it because it's fun. And like, I still can't believe that I'm getting paid to do this. That's awesome. I mean, it's not real- this show. Not I'm, I'm doing this appearance for free. I, I mean, like my other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mixed tag had to pay a price last time, huh? Is that is that what we're saying? <laughs> Fancy well, gets mix, a discount. Mixed tag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we might have to might have to send a, a t-shirt his way or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's awesome. No, to hear, no, no. It's no, awesome no. to hear your story. No, though. No, no. It's really cool to you know hear that you appreciate it every day, and it's it's also I feel like with success stories like your like your own. Um, you know, it's always about getting past that self-doubt and just going for it. So it's, it's, it's a true really testament. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to hear that it worked out for you. And, and I, I praise your solidarity there being the last one standing <laughs> after, uh, you know, starting out so small and being on the side and now, now being where, where you're at. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And especially for, uh, fa- for like for Fabiano, it's, it's amazing for him to, uh, move on to his next chapter. I didn't even know that actually happened. You, you surprised me with that. And, and oh my gosh, my breaking news. Yeah. He announced <laughs> it on Monday. This is a Woj bomb in, in my eyes right now, but. I mean, with Fabiano, he's he's been one of the big leaders throughout there, and now, now it's your time to shine over there. You take over the Stardom Sitem. So, are are you in charge of Stardom Sitems this year? Yeah, actually, I am. Oh I'm baby, yeah. <laughs> oh baby, yeah, I'll, 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 sit, I'll sit here and, and break news. And it's funny too because somebody is. It's so interesting. Like I always hate to do something that was somebody else's thing so to speak usually with like different like if i started if they asked me to do something like hey can you do save the noise or like i'm not doing that like that's brad's thing whatever but stardom Stadium seems like an nfl institution it's like taking over the tonight show yeah like, exactly it is one of the it's, it's the most popular column that is written on our site outside i'm making the power rankings which by the way i was up for last year 
and through circumstances, I wasn't able to do it. But yeah, it's something like, dude, this is the most high profile thing that you can do. And I think I would be foolish to be like, no, I don't want to do that. So it's <laughs> here's going the, to be a challenge. Here's the hope anyway is more uh, Jimmy Fallon than Conan O'Brien. You know? <laughs> no, hey, don't, don't yeah. disrespect my boy Conan like that. <laughs> yeah. Conan was hilarious, okay? He was in a bad situation. Conan was great. But I don't want, yeah, I don't want Bob showing up in September being like, Fab's walks right in. Hey, you gave me a wrong prediction on that. All right, I'm coming back on this one. <laughs> no, no. But I'm like, coming back. that stardom situm was, uh, that was big for me when I started off with, in fantasy. I didn't know anything about it getting into it. And my first year was 2014, and I never heard much. And I, I f- found out this guy named Michael Fabiano. And when one person he kept saying that year was DeMarco Murray on the Cowboys. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go with that. I, I had, uh, I had a couple other pieces throughout it. Um, I had Russell Wilson over at quarterback. I like the, the team. I didn't know much about it, but Fabiano really led me every single week to help me make the right decisions day in and day out. And, and it was big and not going to lie. Not a lot of people knew about him at the time. And I was pretty lucky because I, I knew all the stardom sitems and nobody else <laughs> did. So I'm looking like a fantasy expert. Hello. Hey, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. Oh, th- th- that was weird. It, j- it just randomly cut out. I know. Is your power? I know the East Coast is getting hit with some stuff. Is your power good cut off or anything? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, everything seems good on our end. I, I think just the call dropped randomly. Uh, uh, we had a tornado about like five miles away from my house yesterday. Uh, uh, we were lucky to stay away from, but I was weird. I, I first was thinking, I'm like, man, was I talking about Fabiano too much right there? That was it. <laughs> I was like, this is enough praise for Fabiano. I'm this is my time. I'm done. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, like, it's funny, though, but I actually wanted to make a point on that. Is one of the things that I really appreciate about that story is that you remember the good times and the good predictions and the times that he led you to the right pick. Because I know a lot of people like to focus on, oh, you said this guy. And you're like, yeah, I know, I was wrong on that. Look, you know, like, people, like, but they don't remember. Like, they don't remember, like, oh, yeah, thanks for that. Like, last year, famously. Look, I could have said... Had, I could have said last not year. The, not, not the 49ers thing. I'm not, no, I'm not saying that one. Last year, I could have said Fabiano told me to pick Cam Newton and I see he was going to be the sixth best quarterback in the NFL in fantasy terms. I could have used that one. Don't use that I'm one. Not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Marco Murray's, that was a charming story, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And, but I was, I was going to say, like, I had this thing. Like, I did this um, league winners series, and I had David Montgomery on it. And everybody are like, David Montgomery sucked. And you're like, okay, whatever. Like, he was a good player, but the circumstances, it was not a good thing. If you, if, you, if you pick David Montgomery at my behest, then yes, I apologize. I made a mistake. But the thing is, the lineup for that series was this. Quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Running back, Mark Ingram. David Montgomery. Cooper Cup and DJ Moore. Like, some of those picks were pretty good. Yeah, the, but like nobody was coming back to be like, "Hey, you know, thanks for Lamar Jackson." Really, <laughs> they're like, "No, you're like you're a douche." You told me to be, and I saw And and honestly, and the the best part about that, and this can even lead us here to the thing with the 49ers, is like if that is the worst part of your day, you're still doing fine. Like it's yeah. not that bad. Of you. <laughs> and I think, and this is something that Brad Evans is really good about as well, and so is Matt Barry. Is that hey? This like sometimes you miss, and it it happens. Like these are human beings playing a game. Like I, it's you know, there's only so much you can do. Like as long as I believe that you're honest about your evaluation, you're like, this is why I believe that this player is going to do well this season. If it doesn't happen, you're like, especially like David Montgomery. You're like, hey, you know, like Mitch Trubisky really had made some strides. They want to focus on running the football, you know, but then things happen by long my bud gets hurt they moved cody white here inexplicably on the offensive line which was dumb and then things just kind of went miss got hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like if you're honest about it and you own it and i think that this goes to the 49ers thing like you make sure you own your bad picks and then i think most people will be forgiving even though there'll be one or two because even now like i'll do something and somebody's got to be like the 
we did the 49ers thing <laughs> nobody remembers the titans one but they, they go for the niners I, I, it doesn't matter a right. lot of people didn't expect the niners to be good in any way shape or form i mean it's good to hear that's fine it's good to hear that the you know that's the beauty of sports i mean you never know what's going to happen on any given sunday so it's good to know that you know that even that like trickles into writing a little bit but you know going more into like things you can't predict obviously with everything that's happened in the past six months we're going into a season we've never experienced before how does you know everything with covid and and players being on the covid restrictions list uh how does that going to affect uh fantasy football this year i mean the lack of a true offseason and rookie camp is really going to affect the players but how do how do you see that affecting fantasy and also more importantly does this make joe burrow's value drop yeah that i mean in a normal season where Joe Burrow had an entire off-season program to get prepared because there's not many quarterbacks who have arrived in the NFL as ready to play on this level as Joe Burrow. Not saying that he has the most upside of any quarterback who's come in, but a guy who's prepared and ready to go. Joe Burrow would be in. And unfortunately, because there's going to be no preseason games, neither of these guys play a lot of preseason games anyways. But just having that off-season program and not being able to get a handle on everything, it's, it's going to be a little bit more of a, of a transition for him. The thing is, though, by the end of the season, I really do believe that the, the Bengals are going to be one of those frisky teams. They're going to be, you know, 2-8 and eight or something like that. And then, oh, they're going to start going on a little bit of a mini spree. And Joe Burrow is going to start dealing dimes all over the place in could end up being one of those quarterbacks that you want at the end of the season. But unfortunately, at the beginning of the year, it's not going to, it's probably not going to be there. And so I also look at this too, and I think that most of the major platforms, and I know and I speak for NFL.com, that we're adding extra, extra reserve spots. If you sign up for a league right now, and you can go to my Instagram page, at Adam Rank NFL, there's a link to download the all-new fantasy app you want to have the app this year. Yep. I don't want to get too much into the details, but you you want to have this app. But the thing is, is like we've added three extra spots automatically. So when you sign up for a team, you already have those extra spots. And if you have a customizable league, then you can go in and add as many as you want, three to five. You know, we're you know I'm working with some of the leagues that I run. I've I've added. I started with three, and I'm like, I should make it five. Like, who cares? Like, let's expand the rosters. I always like having expanded rosters anyways because it rewards people for having a little bit of foresight and really, really finding those hidden gems. Because I remember the year that James White broke out. Like, Mike Reese had mentioned him. And so I started, you know, really getting into it, researching it, and I said, okay, I'm going to make sure James White is on my squad, and then he had a little bit of a breakout, and you're like, okay, I was rewarded for that, and he had extra bench spots, so I'd a, I was able to carry him for a couple of weeks before he went on, so this is going to be an interesting year because those rookies, especially at the wide receiver position, it's going to take them a long time to get up to speed. I'm not sure that they will. I think Justin Williams has probably the best chance playing in Minnesota. But yeah, normally where you would be taking these guys, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Even though I've been stealing J.K. Dobbins all over the place. No, you you are right. Especially, I, I love the idea of the expanded rosters. Um, we're doing our own Three Bros uh, inaugural fantasy league as well, and I'm the commissioner. I, I think I'm going to add that, and just the whole value of being smart enough to understand. Like I could go on and on about how Antonio Gibson may be a, 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 one of the biggest sleepers going into this year, but also like I was in a league previously where we did that, and let's just I'm going to list out this team for you, and I want you to make make up your idea of how well this team ends up doing. All right, so quarterbacks we got. Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees. This is the 2018 year. I got Mahomes in like the ninth round. At running back, I drafted Nick Chubb, uh, Aaron Jones, Zeke, and there was a, a Sony Michelle as well. Receivers, oh, I had, geez. yes, uh, receivers, I ended up with Devontae Adams and I had Emmanuel Sanders. Tight end was Zach Ertz and I had the Ravens defense. Now, uh, I'll give you a hint. I went 12 and 1 that year. Was anyone else in your league? Yes. Did they all have a heartbeat or? <laughs> I don't know, but I was pretty lucky with it. Well, no, they were all upside guys. Like Michelle was rookie year. Yeah. Chubb was the backup to Carlos Hyde. Nobody saw that one coming. And I even picked up Cortland Sutton as well. And I was thinking this team is dope. 
No, you end. I ended up losing the first round after my bye week. I could not advance. I felt like the Andy Reid of fantasy football for this. And, but th this goes to the team that ended up winning. All it was was these amazing pickups at week 14 and week 15. Going with the hot hand in the end, doing that extra research. It doesn't matter how good you draft. It's those extra three positions, which I think is going to be ginormous this year in fantasy because nobody understands what's going to be happening with players. Like we've seen Zeke, we've seen Stafford and Uncle Rico. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry, that was a bad one. I admit. <laughs> but we've seen all these high level athletes. Uh, they tested positive and we don't know whether a player is going to end up. I know they have the opt out deadline, but players could end up sitting. And now, this is if i'm not mistaken wouldn't this be a big year for the handcuffs and just how oh, yeah. like, because we've always looked at handcuffs as the expandable spot of well if a, if a different guy got injured screw it i'm gonna drop my handcuff i'll pick him up next week when needed and then you never do or somebody else already picks him up uh, how important is it for fantasy users this year to understand the value of of a handcuff oh yeah i think that anytime you're drafting, even if you don't get Ezekiel Elliott or Dalvin Cook, how important it is to fire in early on Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard and people like that. Like, it's, it's going to be paramount because it feels like the handcuffs are going to be more important now more than ever. And I remember back in the day winning a league with a guy named Larry Johnson because, you know, we obviously had – Priest Holmes was coming off a couple of amazing runs. And I remember being like, eh, draft Larry Johnson because he's talented <laughs> or whatever. And he took over. And so the guy that was picking, we were playing in a league that rewards you for six points for a passing touchdown, negative one for a interception. So this is different from the standard. So weird draft quarterbacks a little bit earlier. And he wanted Dante Culpepper so bad. And I actually, I still hate this guy. So I'm like, you know, I'm drafting, I'm drafting Dante Culpepper. Yeah, this guy, this guy is one of my like fantasy nemesis. That game with Brett Favre and Antonio Freeman against the Broncos on Monday Night Football a couple of years ago. Not only he had, he, I was beating him, and I knew that if the Broncos pushed that game into overtime which they did, I'm like, I'm going to end up getting screwed. Wasn't Antonio Freeman, whoever it was, one of their, one of the dumb Packer receivers. Yeah, one that is a miracle pass. Like, whatever. Like, not only do I have to sit there and watch the Packers win a game, which is awful, then I lose a fantasy matchup to my nemesis because of it. It was <laughs> awful. And so I, I did not like this guy before. That. First of all, He's the only, nobody cares about this, but I'm telling it anyway. <laughs> He's the only guy in our league of the Corona Football League who's not from, who didn't grow up in Corona. They didn't go to Corona Senior High. They didn't go to Centennial. Or, do we like anyone to Centennial? No. Those are the only two high schools. I'm trying to so, think. Like, Laguna Legale is close to Corona, right? Or am I thinking in the wrong demographic area? If you look at a map of the world, yeah, they're close. Like, yes, if you were. If you look at the map of the United States, Laguna Niguel and Corona are pretty close. If I asked you to carry a boulder from Corona to Laguna Niguel, that would be a little bit. It's not <laughs> far as the crow flies, but it's there's a mountain, there's a there's a little mountain range between. But whatever, it's Orange County, Riverside County. But I know we're losing people. Here's my thing: he's a carpetbagger. It was a friend of a friend of one of our guys. Like, how did he? Like, one of our good friends that we grew up with can never get into this league because Brent's sitting there. Like, why is Brent still in this league when poor old Charlie, who grew up with us, can't be in the Corona Football League? But anyway, so I always lose with this guy. But that year, he wanted Dante Culpepper. The year that Dante Culpepper was really sick, and uh, so I drafted Dante Culpepper. Priest Holmes, so I drafted Larry Johnson. Like it was a, it was the most spiteful draft I had ever had in my life, and it paid off. So a bonus to you guys: if some dude or woman in your league is somebody that you despise, and they pick Dalvin Cook, I would pick Alexander Madison with the next pick. Rather, you're not that extreme, but <laughs> I would go after 
and make sure I have that handcuff. I, mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, like, Dalvin Cook, be an important... they got to pay him for this. <laughs> yeah, and Dalvin Cook, you know, he did play 14 games last season. But through weeks 11 through 14 or 15, whatever, he missed six, week 16. So from weeks 11 through 14, he averaged 10 points a game. He was the RB 25. And everybody... Everybody just wants to pretend that he's in that conversation with CMC and Saquon Barkley and Kamara. I'm like, you guys are insane. Like, I'll take Josh Jacobs for days oh, I before I would even think about things. Before I even think about, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this story in The Athletic. I believe it was The Athletic. By the way, listen, I know I work for the NFL. This is where you know that what I tell you is the truth. Oh, yeah. So when I'm sitting here... When I sit here and I stop for the NFL fantasy app, know that I'm, I I would tell you if it was awful. And I will also tell you when something he's not associated with us is good. And I love the athletic. And so I bought a subscription. I have it. I enjoy it. I, you know, I didn't buy it for all the angles coverage, but you know, <laughs> I got a lot of cool I got a lot of cool things. Don't worry. I've had Bobby on, on here before. We, we, we got the angels coverage too. We got all of them. <laughs> we get all of our angel okay. coverage on three bro sports. So there you go. So, I was sitting there, and I i think it was the athletic that had a story about John Gruden being so upset that Josh Jacobs wasn't the rookie of the year last season that he's going to go out of his way to make sure he gets tons of carries and he catches the ball out of the backfield. And I, listen, if there is one version of John Gruden I love, it's vengeful John Gruden. Just remember the 2002 season when he went to Super Bowl 37, played against his former team, ran up the score. You love that John Gruden. I hope he does that in fantasy. And last year, Josh Jacobs was, I think, 45th in routes run amongst running backs. I don't believe that he had a, a reception on third down. If he just goes out there and gets in a catch a game, just give us that extra point maybe to – that is going to be a player that's going to be a top five fantasy running back. And there is a, there is not wild to say that he could be the RB one this season. I'm not saying he's going to be, but it's not wild to think that he could be. No, I, I agree. Now, last year, I, I ended up making a move. I traded off Leonard Fournette after his ginormous 200-yard rushing game. I moved him for DK Metcalf and Josh Jacobs. And I first thought, you know what, this is a little on the ballsy side. But when I watched Josh Jacobs... I see a 2016 Le'Veon Bell in, in my own eyes. The patience before running through the offensive line, waiting to find that gap in separation. He's got speed. I think he can be a good receiver. I'm with you on that. I think the Raiders could be really fun fantasy-wise with Josh Jacobs. I agree. Now, you're talking about how he could become RB1 with this upside. Now, this does bring me into a new segment that I have just for you, just created just for you now. I know <laughs> on NFL Network uh, with fantasy, we're always talking about the upside guys. Now, we can always talk about, oh, Christian McCaffrey's RB1. No, duh. If anybody right. says anything else, I, I may need to have a quick talk with them after uh, we record this. But now, this is a little segment of top 10 upside or bust. So basically, this isn't, this is going to be at the end of the year. Could you see this guy in the top 10? Is this a realistic idea for them or bust of if it's not top 10? No. All right, so we got we got okay. nine players here. We got five that are going to be top ten. Then the last four are going to be the top five because they're tight ends and quarterbacks, and it's a lot less to pick from in there. Now, kind of starting right. it off now, Darius Geis at number one. Big-time guy throughout the fantasy community of everybody's raving about him, but he's got the, he's got the injury history. Now, is he a top ten upside or is he a bust? I love Darius Geis because he embraced Washington, D.C. sports culture right from the get-go, and everybody is rooting for him. And he does have that tucked-in upside. I, I really do believe that, and I don't believe that he has a lot of competition for carries as well. I know Adrian Peterson, you know, they're, they're fine. they got some players there, but I really like him. I know that in baseball, I had an opportunity to draft him, and I, I missed out on it, and I am regretting that. So I'm going to go on record as being a Darius Geis guy. And I believe that he can do that. I think that Washington, you know, with a with a young quarterback that they're developing, and it seems like Dwayne Haskins is going to end up being the quarterback, they're going to have to run the football. And Darius Geis is a player that I want to take advantage of 
draft because the price is perfect. You know, and, and listen, I know that you can, he's, he's had injury. Like every running back outside of the top four, they've had their injury concerns. You know, like, again, with the, the whole Dalvin Cook thing, like I, like you're just, it's just as risky taking Dalvin Cook as it is Darius Geis. Yet people are doing Dalvin Cook, picking Dalvin Cook with the fifth overall pick, fourth overall pick sometimes, and then Darius Geis is going later in drafts. I would much rather take the risk with Darius Geis. I'm going to say top ten. I'll go out on the limb. I'll say it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Darius Geis is one of those players that everybody's rooting for, especially you know with the injury concerns he's had in his career so far. Uh, but. Uh, for number two, a player who fan bases sometimes, you know, aren't necessarily in their market. Behind. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tough market for sure. Uh, number two, Le'Veon Bell, top 10 upside or, or is he going to be a bust this year? I'm not, I'm avoiding Le'Veon Bell this season. I know the Jets have had some tough opt-outs and one of the opt-outs they could probably have used is Adam Gase, but unfortunately he's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and Dowell, Dowell Loggins, I don't know what his, you know, bitter Bears fan here, I don't even know why he's still coaching in the NFL, <laughs> but whatever. I just, I feel bad for guys like Sam Darnold, who I'm a huge fan of. And yeah, San Clemente product. Dan Clemente, the, the, the Triton himself. I really want him to do well, and I believe that he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback, but unfortunately, he's going to have to go through another change because I'm I'm not sure that Adam Gase is the right coach. Like, it was just, like he won, what was it, 10 games during his first season as coach of the Dolphins. Then he hasn't topped seven wins in the next three seasons. So I'm not super optimistic that he's going to be able to get it done. And, and really, like, everybody celebrates Adam Gase because, what, because of his work with Peyton Manning and the one year that he spent with Jay Cutler in Chicago. So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, Okay, let me help me understand this. You work with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and you work with Peyton Manning. And for that reason, you're all of a sudden a great coach. I don't buy it. No, I, I agree. It's kind of the whole, well, I had a cup of uh, Joe with Peyton Manning the other day. I started up his car for him, and so now, now I'm, I'm great. Now, when, when we were looking at that Jets, uh, the head coaching selection, I, I – personally went on a limb and said I'd prefer Adam Gase over Mike McCarthy. I, I just do. Just because of how McCarthy was and the Aaron Rodgers relationship of it all, it just seemed as like, you know what, maybe Gase could be more interesting. Give him a young team. Let's see how he could do. Because in Miami, you already had Ryan Tannehill who felt like he was in the league for like 50 years. I I, I don't know. I may have been totally wrong on that and I'll take my I'll take my losses on that. So maybe Le'Veon Bell should uh, opt out and just go to the bowling alley again like he did uh, week 15 or whatever week it was but now moving down to the receivers of it all now i'll go off with three here now we got tyler boyd now it's gonna be interesting of how joe burrow is now at number four I, this is my big guy for this year and, and i don't this miracle kind of i know I, I i'm gonna go big on this one i think he's gonna be phenomenal but i could be wrong here stefan diggs stefan diggs and I, I just i'm loving it with josh allen of just go deep and then Stephon Diggs can go get that for you. And then another sleeper of them all. This is kind of the big one. Alan Lazard. Now, I know his number two option, but it's Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So if we're looking at those three right there, we going top 10 upside or bust on any one of them? I don't believe that anybody's going to be a bust. I would be wary of Tyler Boyd. Number one, because the return of A.J. Green, I don't know how big of an impact that is going to make, but they, they're they starting to accumulate a number of good wide receivers that will probably keep him out of the top 10. I can see him being a top 20 guy, but I don't think that he's going to be in the top 10. Stephon Diggs is one of the best receivers as a Bears fan. I'm happy he's no longer in the division. <laughs> Josh Allen has the ability to support Two receivers getting over a thousand yards, two receivers running deep. And, you know, with everything that's going on, I'm interested to see, and I know when we're reporting this right now, but we haven't reached the deadline of players opting out. When we first heard about players opting out, I was curious if John Brown with 
the issues that he's had in the past. Like, if he's somebody that's going to be a little bit more cautious, James Conner realizing, too. yeah, you know. So, I, I was curious about that. So, we'll see. But I love Stephon Diggs. I think he's going to be great. I think that him being in the revenge mode, the only thing that might take a little bit of time is getting in sync with Josh Allen. It's like he's not getting all that work that he would have normally gotten during a, a previous offseason. So that could be a little bit of an issue. And the Lazard King is a player that I like a lot. And to me, he's a good player. And he's going to, I believe his value is probably best in the best ball format. To me, it's going to be Devontae Adams. They're going to feed him an awful lot. And he's going to be the one who's going to carry it. I would really be on the lookout for A.J. Dillon being a player who scores a lot of touchdowns this season. I, I do believe that he was drafted with Derrick Henry in mind. And anybody who's drafting Aaron Jones this year, looking back at his 19 touchdowns and be like, who wouldn't want this guy? Well, number one, me. I believe 13 <laughs> of those touchdowns came in five games. Like it was, They were all clustered. And four of them came in the game against the Cowboys when Devontae Adams wasn't even playing. So, I'm worried about him reaching that potential again. He's a 50-50 running back anyways with Jamal Williams last year. So I would really be wary about him. And so I like Lazard. I like the upside, but I, I believe that best ball is his preferred format. I don't see him landing in the top. Ten. I mean, I know you keep mentioning your uh, Bears fan, maybe on the down low um, after last season, but I want to also say I grew up in Minnesota and I'm a Vikings fan and I also am a little bit relieved that he, you know, finally got his way and got traded because seeing him and Kirk Cousins fight on the sidelines every week was getting a little bit tiresome. And, um, you know, I think as a Bears fan, probably Adam Thielen isn't as, you know, scary as Stephon Diggs because <laughs> I know Stephon Diggs, uh, he, he seemed to play pretty well against the Bears with you know, ever since his rookie year coming in, I can remember. So uh, we got a win-win here. Yeah, that, that they hit. It's good for both of us, I think. But, you know, going into the next couple of players, we're talking into, tight ends now. Into our top five. Top five. Okay. Well, this is an interesting one that I like. Uh, Tyler Higby for, for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, if, if the Rams can get any semblance of what they were like in 2018, you know, it seems like every player on that offense was putting up pretty good fantasy points. Do you see him making up into the top five and also – returning from the WWE and Tom Brady's uh, barbecue, uh, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. What do you, what do you see uh, him doing? Top five, or, or is he going to have a, a, a rough first season back in Tampa Bay? Rob Gronkowski is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I love him. I love everything about him. And it's fun to see him return to the NFL. I do remember one time, this is kind of a name drop, so I did interview him when he was on the cover. He was doing something for them. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, what is your most, your biggest accomplishment? And I was driving for the answer of him being on my Madden Ultimate Team, which is what he agreed with. <laughs> that was the pinnacle of his career. And it was always awesome to see, like, Gronkowski in an 87, you know, Bears uniform. We're like, yes, I love this. Why couldn't this have been a thing? All that being said, as much as I like him, I just don't know that he's going to get the opportunity in Tampa Bay with so many pass catchers like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. They've got, you know, a decent running game. I, I think a lot of Ronald Jones and believe that he's going to come out and surprise a lot of people this season. So I, I don't know that the volume is going to be there, touchdown-wise, for Gronkowski to have a monster year. So I've been avoiding him. And as far as Tyler Higby goes, it's really difficult because at the end of the last season, he was a MVP fantasy tight end. He was carrying a lot of people over the finish line. He was doing so well, but a lot of that was with Gerald Everett out. And you're no. starting to wonder, like, who is going to be the guy who emerges? Is he going to go back? Is he going to have that same kind of production? And I'm really fearful that people are putting too much stock into how he finished last year. And you see this a lot in fantasy where people will look at that small sample size and be like, well, you know, he's on pace over a 16 game. Well, you can't do that. You got to yeah, realize 
And I, I'm surprised too that people are drafting Cooper Cup as much as they are too. Like I wouldn't mind having him, but in the position that they're drafting him, I'm like, yeah, that's a little too pricey. Like that was that's 2019 pricey. You're not don't try to sell me the 2019 model in 2020 and expect me to pay full price. Like, yeah. You're trying to get this off the line. So don't don't get cute with me. So I'm I'm actually been avoiding both of those tight ends. And the two guys now I like two of the guys I'm looking at are I like Blake Jarwin. I believe the fantasy community has come to a consensus that he's the breakout tight end. If you look at the Cowboys, Jason Witten was very productive last year in his return from the Monday night football booth. Between Jason Witten and Randall Cobb, they had 177 targets last year. And even if CeeDee Lamb is going to make a huge impact, he's not being targeted 177 times. So there's opportunity for Blake Jarwin. I also want to believe that Evan Ingram is at one point going to live up to his expectations. He's battled injuries for sure. But if you look at Jason Garrett's history with Jason Witten, going back to when he was calling the plays for the Cowboys as offensive coordinator and during his first couple of years as a head coach of the Cowboys when he was still calling the plays, Jason Witten was heavily featured in that offense. So because of that, I really believe that Evan Ingram is a guy, if you're looking for top five upside, Evan Ingram is a guy I would focus in on. No, I, I agree with you on Ingram. I, I really have liked everything I, I've, I've seen from him when he is healthy, the upside of it all, and with a quarterback like Daniel Jones, which I, I guess that has to lead me into my final two that we have for the top five section of it all. Now, I've previously brought up both of these quarterbacks already. At number eight, we got Josh Allen in Buffalo, who I'm I'm drafting. I don't care. I will draft him over Kyler Murray. I believe Josh Allen could be how QB1 long, this year. How okay? long until you get a Josh Allen jersey? I don't know. I'm not even a Bills fan, all right? I'm a diehard Niner fan. <laughs> but Josh Allen's fantasy potential just screams Russell Wilson production. It just does. He's a gunslinger. That's all he does. And when you have a guy like Diggs out there, that's all he needs. Cole Beasley can't run as quick as Diggs. Come on. And then Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Now, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been getting this kind of feeling. Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, uh, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. The Giants may be a fancy team as well. What are you thinking on these two? Top five or bust? I really like Daniel Jones this season. Again, I will go back to Jason Garrett's history as an offensive coordinator. When he took over for the Cowboys, Tony Romo threw for 4,200 yards. He had 36 touchdowns. I'm not saying that that's the production that Daniel Jones is going to give you this season, but I have a lot of faith in Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator. I know that everybody was scared when they were like, hey, the Giants are talking to Jason Garrett. And you're like, what in the name of Adam Gase is going on here? But bringing him in as an offensive coordinator, letting him be there as a veteran presence for Joe Judge, similar to the way that Sean McVay was able to lean on Wade Phillips. You let Jason Garrett go out there and run that offense. I love having Daniel Jones because of that. And similarly with, with Josh Allen, he was a great fantasy quarterback last season. What makes you think that he is going to take a step back? He still has the running ability. He has an upgraded receiver. I don't know everything about Josh Allen. I'm actually doing a best ball draft right now. I have Josh Allen in my queue. I'm scared. I'm still 11 picks away. Oh, no. But I still see, I still see Josh Allen. Well, I can pivot to somebody else, but I would really prefer – to have Josh Allen. I also see Tyler Higby as one of the best players available. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you can't contradict what you just said. <laughs> I haven't drafted the tight end yet. I'm actually, hold on. Let me collect. If you guys don't mind. No, no, take your time. Come on. This is the priority. No, no, no. I'm doing this. I'm doing this on. No, this is rude. I shouldn't have looked. No. But I was just no. curious. Fantasy is everything here, okay? You can do whatever you need to to get that fantasy team right. There is no problem doing that. But we have Tyler Higby here, 
And if you miss out on him, the, the, the tight ends that are available after Austin Hooper, Jared Cook, Brock, Noah Fant, Jasicki. And again, this is best ball. So you can actually take a shot on one of these guys, Johnny Smith, Jack Gold, Hayden Hurst. Oh, Hayden Hurst is my boy. I'm going Hayden Hurst all the way this year. You don't trade a second-round pick for nothing, right? Yeah. I'm going to end up drafting like four tight ends in a row. <laughs> Go for it. Because in best ball, that's what you do. You have 23 picks. You're like, yeah, like load up these tight Like people will draft a tight end or two. And I think about it, you're like, no, bro. You need to, You want to pick those guys. Even the family guy, Ryan Griffin, because he'll have a two-touchdown game every once in a while. Like, yeah, go after him. You don't need to reach on some of these other guys. No, you are right. And now, Adam, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. I, I, all of our fantasy players out there who've been following us on all of our social media, is like, they have been loving the fantasy content we come out with so far. And then to have you come on as the, the extra cherry on top and literally like five other milkshakes as well. And you Some put cherries on top of those yeah. extra sprinkles, put some bananas on it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything but the kitchen sink being put on it. I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on, man. I, it means so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that at some point we can do this again and you guys can laugh at me. And be like, oh, <laughs> you Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what happened to that stardom sit on week six? Hey, what happened there? <laughs> oh. Thanks for telling me to start Arnold Jones, clown. Hell. <laughs> the whole gamut. The whole gamut. <laughs> A big, 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 big shout out to Adam Rank for coming on. Yes, yes, everybody, please settle down, settle all down. Right. All right, all right. Stop doing that, but I like to do it. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. All right, Adam, we'll try to get him back on for you guys, okay? But guys, that is going to wrap things up for today's podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy. Stay tuned on our podcast for the latest news about Podcastic Network. It's it's launch day. Any new writers coming on? We got a brand new list of writers in our fantasy section. Uh, even we got new writers coming in for NCAA as well, Brett. We got it all covered. All right, guys, guys, please, please. All right, I'm done. I'm done with the applause, okay? This is not the Ellen show. This is not Wheel of Fortune, which I've been on, where they make you clap that the entire a time. One, man. Turn all right? it up. No, no, we're going to stop it over here. <laughs> we're stopping it. I just like how they light up when I press them. It's, it's pretty colors. A big shout out to Roadcaster for uh, adding that feature in. Now, if you want to sponsor the podcast, uh, email us, podcastingnetwork yeah. at gmail.com. If you got a small little brand or anything, this is a big opportunity. You can send us another one. That's of course. Fine. Yeah, we'll take another roadcaster. Don't worry. We, we, we use this like every week. This has been the foundation of the Three Bro Sports podcast. But look, I can ramble on all we want. I hope you guys did enjoy. Check out the website, threebrosports.com. We got new articles. Zach Ertz, is he undervalued or overvalued? Devin Booker, most overrated star in the NBA or most underrated star in the NBA? There's a lot to go over. But guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Brett. Have a good one. <laughs> Three Bro Sports would like to thank Anchor FM for sponsoring this podcast and Benjamin Tissot on bensound.com for the amazing intro, outro music. Shut up and sit down.